Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a conversation that combines my 30-plus years of experience with the expertise of my guests, and trust me, all of them will amaze you. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision, so my guests and I are charged with answering one thing for you, knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So enjoy the listen as we poversate for your growth. Okay, so thank you for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. Just by tuning in, you are already getting ahead in the process of self-improvement. During our conversation, you're going to discover that we make sales make sense. And we go beyond that. We tackle issues dealing with management, leadership, team building, self-confidence, entrepreneurship, and yep, life itself. So our goal will be to make sense of all of it. And we do it with a very practical and easy to understand approach. And we give you those little nuggets you get to carry with you each day. And when life throws a challenge your way, you'll know that you have the confidence to reach down in your pocket and pull out that nugget and you'll know exactly what to do. You're going to find you like what you hear. And when you do, I want you to go to our website, pksolutionsgroup.com, for all the resources you will ever need to become the best version of your own professional self. You'll also find a link to my calendar in the podcast show description. I want you to set up your initial consultation with me. It's free and the value you're going to get from me is invaluable. Do it today and do it for you. And finally, thank you for all the likes, shares, and follows. It makes a huge difference. It allows us to continue bringing you the great content we continue to bring you and also the great guests that join us. And today, we've got a fantastic guest. Her name is Michelle Nedelik, and she's the founder of a company called Awareness Strategies. And she's really an expert in entrepreneurship she spent over the last 20 years helping businesses, whether they're eight-figure income or whether they're solopreneurs just starting up and today is their first day in business. Michelle's got a phenomenal story because she's like me. She started in the dark ages, back when we knocked on doors for direct selling before technology even existed, as far as we knew. And she operates today in the world of digital marketing and post-pandemic marketing and sales efforts. So Michelle, welcome to our conversation today. Thank you for having me, Patrick. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about Awareness Strategies and what that company does and what you do and how you're helping folks today. Well, I am the co-founder and the creative director for my company, Awareness Strategies. And we do the tech for business owners so that they don't have to worry about a field or an industry that they know nothing about. They don't know how to have the conversations. And we have uh, our head tech, if you will, explains things to business owners in a way that they understand what needs to be done and how to then manage the project effectively uh, through that communication. Well, I think that's I think that's phenomenal because who in business, first of all, has the time to do everything and who in business has the time to keep up with technology. So the fact that you can come in and bring some done-for-you technology to the to the table is phenomenal. Um, how does that process start? I'm sure that this is all custom-made. I mean, you can't just take it off the shelf and plug it in and say, here, it's done for you, now go make it work. How does that work? 
Well, we will start working with somebody by having a strategy session with them, basically understanding what they're doing in business, what they want to accomplish. And a lot of people, if they're new in business and they're like, hey, I got this great idea, I think it might work. How can that translate into the online world? And there's certain kind of best practices for certain industries, if you want to put it that way. So if somebody's a coach or a speaker, an author, they want to go out and get their message out, there's certain best practices that makes it easy to be able to step in and start making money quicker than going, hey, I think I heard from this guy that knows something about business and I think we should do this. Probably not the best way. Right. <laughs> it right. might be, but it might not be. If it jams with that, then you're good to go and you're in the races. If somebody owns a local business, whether they're a tradesperson or a landscaper, things like that, there are other best practices and other ways of doing things. So we want to look at kind of what the structure of the business is, what they're trying to get out into the world and how they can quicken, create the shortest path to cash possible. Because our goal is to keep them in business as long as possible yeah. <laughs> too, and to have them making as much money as possible because a happy entrepreneur is, you know, happy family and we get to stick around. <laughs> so do they, I mean, I would imagine they come to you with an idea, I want to do this. And do you find yourself having to guide that vision or extract why did you say that? Like, how do you develop this, the, the strategy conversation with them? Yeah, absolutely. So for startup businesses, they're usually saying, you know, I want to go on stage. I want to speak. What do I need to do to get out there? And it's like, okay, do you have a website? Do you have um, an opt-in? Do you have a database? The database might be an Excel spreadsheet. It might be their cell phone. It might be a little more advanced than that. But most of them are coming to us with, you know, that's their usual MO. And what we want to do is be able to help them to put together a package whereby not only are they going out and finding places to go and speak and get in front of them, but once they get on that stage, then how do we make that as effective as possible? So it could be having a, hey, tech, if you want a copy of my book, you know, text, get my book at one, two, three. We want to be able to set up that tech for somebody so that when they do that, it becomes streamless. Because if they have one, a local audience, it means setting it up one way. If they have an international audience at that event, it means setting it up a totally different way. All of which are a bunch of headaches that nobody actually wants to deal with. Right. I don't want to deal with right. them. So I can empathize with them. Anything that I go, hey, I don't want to do this. We have to take care of that for people because, you know, I, there's this empathy going on that I've been speaking. I know what it's like to get on stage and have the tech not work. It's like someone. Yeah. Help. Has Hello. Make this work. Well, and it's, it's, it's cool because you're talking about dealing with people's pain points as a revenue stream, which really is, you know, when someone owns that pain, you do have a good opportunity for for a business, which your business does. Um, I, I speak and also consult on strategy and, and often begin the conversation with, you know, to have an effective strategy, you need to have two things, a clear picture of what it looks like when you're done and a clear picture of where you stand today. Do you find yourself in those conversations quite a bit and how far apart do you usually find your customers? Yeah, we have those a lot and they find themselves <laughs> very far apart from yeah. it. In fact, a lot of people will say, like, I just don't, I don't even know what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know how to make an opt-in. I don't know what somebody would want to have. And it's great when we get referrals from somebody like you because you've already had those conversations with them. They've already, they have this strategy and now they just need the tech in place. And we can come in and go, can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. And then somebody like you becomes project manager and goes, okay, this is the stuff that needs to get done, go make it happen. 
and we can have the conversations that way. People that aren't so fortunate enough to have you already in place, which is obviously not going to be the case. If you're listening to this podcast, call Patrick if you have any issues with that. Because <laughs> yeah. that is by far the longest conversation somebody has to have. Once they've figured out what that strategy is and, and how they're going to um, set things up, then the implementation becomes quick and easy for yeah. us. And what you mentioned quick and easy, I mean, what is a typical, maybe there isn't a typical, but what does a timeline sound like from they're probably all saying, I want to make a million dollars. And then, and then, and then you're like, okay, great. Now, how do you reach them? Where do you reach them? When do you reach them? And, and how soon can I get that technology in place for you? What's a timeline? Well, we've had clients that went from absolutely zero business. Just, I have an idea and this is what I want to do. I'm going to go get my LLC tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. How can we do this? And what she wanted to do was have a hundred thousand dollar weekend. So she wanted to put on a three-day course and and sell from the back of the room and have that in $100,000 sales. And we did that in a 12-month period for her. So it it requires a little bit of ramp up. It required a little bit of, you know, um, garnering leads and attention and affiliates and things like that along the way. But she's super smart. And she's the kind of person that was capable of doing the tech, but smart enough to stay out of it. Yeah. So it allowed her then to focus on the relationships and the content that she was creating and getting the referral base that she needed to be able to do that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, oftentimes, you just mentioned about having a $100,000 weekend. Oftentimes, when folks are looking for the ROI on their investment, uh, it, they have a hard time quantifying that like you can be the one they attribute their successes to. Is your business like that where... Well, that business could have come from just anything. Or can they say, yes, you made that happen for me? Well, it, and I do think it does take a village to raise a child. And it certainly takes a village to raise an entrepreneur. And it, it becomes this conundrum of could they, she had have had the $100,000 weekend without the sales experience that she had that she was bringing to the table? Maybe not. Could she have done it without the coach that she had to set up her strategy? Maybe not. <laughs> so then it's like, man, could she have done it on her own? And would she have done it within the year? Probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then it becomes, uh, I, I think there's a anomaly in marketing where it's like, hey, you follow our system and, and you will make this money. You, you follow the system, but then you need somebody else to help implement. You do the system, but then you need to have some affiliates come in. You do the system, but then you need, <laughs> there's a whole, whole lot of things going into those well-laid plans that then make it happen. So when I'm talking about strategies or scaling per se, you need to have the strategy, you need to have the systems, you need to have the support, and you need to have the right state of mind. Are you going to get that from us? Well, you could, but you're going to be paying us a lot more money than you would if you went with Patrick and then us and then. <laughs> right, right. There's a lot of steps in between. And you know, I always say to have a strategy work, you have to be ready and willing and able. And I'm, yes. I'm sure in your business, it's the same thing. You have to find folks that have all three. And if they don't, it's not going to go anywhere. But I'm wondering if you, you know, I joked in the beginning about we were in the dark ages, you and I, and direct selling and direct um, uh, marketing in the old days was knocking on doors and sending out a postal and doing a follow-up and all those things. How quickly did we, or how quickly did you find yourself in that world to this world and how quickly did you and your company keep up? What what did you do? Well, it, entertainingly enough, one of my first sales jobs was selling these really huge kind of encyclopedia Britannica sized cookbooks, recipe books yeah. 
on a corner in downtown Ottawa, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) One, that was the dumbest business model ever (laughs) on the planet. Two, I was the dumbest person ever to think, hey, yeah, that's a great idea. I totally think I could sell (laughs) Would you like to buy a 20-pound book that you have to carry home when you leave? Yeah, no, that was brutal. Um, So that one, needless to say, did not pan into a million-dollar idea. That that was, uh, wow, I've learned a lot about sales and how I approach people. But this yeah. world, yeah, this world got here quickly, didn't it? The digital What's world. That? I said the digital world got here quickly and it, and it moves so fast. It did. So fast forward a few years later. So that I think I was about 18 when I did that. When I was about 23, I started a bed and breakfast up in the Northwest Territories, which is in the Arctic Circle. Oh. And um, my spouse at the time was like, hey, you're pretty smart. Can't you set up a, with a website and and have people come up from down south? So had I had a little bit more insight, I might have been able to come up with Airbnb, but that didn't happen. <laughs> we, we had our website. We had a bunch of people coming up from to experience the land of 24 hours of sun. Wow. And that was super cool, but it was <laughs> that was way back when we had like the the 54K modems and, and it squealed at you when oh, you talked to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so insane. So fast forward dealing with one of the leading edge technologies that helps companies to be able to integrate their data and and not have silos and um, being able to get marketing to talk to sales teams and fulfillment and all talking the same uh, language around a client and getting all the same information that they need to be having an accurate conversation with the clients is night and day. Mm-hmm. Like it is completely and totally different. Back then, a company would have had to have paid millions to be able to access the software. Now it's, you know, Couple hundred bucks a month, and bam, you're on right on your way. Well, I think it's I think it's awesome too because um, more and more, you know, I hear folks, um, especially following the pandemic, uh, that they, they love the idea of work from home. Some people like the idea of social distancing, even though they need to interact, um, and they want and they want to start their own business. And a lot of people yep. do, and and many of the folks get ahead of themselves. Um, they start building websites. They haven't thought about have they, do they solve a problem like your company does. Um, and I think what your company offers is really unique because companies who are starting up or companies who have been around for a while and got stagnant can absolutely benefit from the shortcuts and all the vetting of all the issues your company does in the idea of, you know, done for you technology. When you think about that, just that business model, you tell us what you want. You make sure you have the support system in place and we'll get you there. And it's based on technology, which is only going to advance, which means you have a chance to stay in business. It's phenomenal. Well, and it is a great time. So one thing, my mission is to get everybody on the planet to become entrepreneurs, because I think from a personal development realm, running your own company is the best personal development system that there is. You will never find out more about yourself than you will if you start running companies. Right. Uh, So that's my mission is to get people in that entrepreneurial journey. So I am loving the fact that people are going, hey, I don't want to go back to a job. I don't want to, whatever their reason is. And can I do this from home? And the answer is absolutely yes, you can, because you have some phenomenal strengths, information, skill sets, whatever it is. And a lot of times uh, having a conversation about this just half an hour ago, the hardest part for most people is figuring out what is that thing that is so easy for them. It's like a fish breathing water. Mm -hmm. It's everybody's telling you you have to breathe there, but you do it so naturally and so effortlessly and people want to be able to have a part of that. 
figuring out what that is, and then how does that solve a problem for somebody else? Once you figure that out, you can absolutely go into business. You can absolutely start creating a team to build that business. If you already have a business that's super successful, being able to say, hey, we've got these this thing in place and it functions, but how do we make it stronger, better, faster? Let's get rid of the redundancies. Let's get rid of the broken parts. Let's find all of oops, those lost uh, leads that we have people calling in, but they never get followed up with. How do we create systems that are there to function when people aren't around? So when somebody starts Googling your name at 10 o'clock at night, nobody has to be there to answer that phone, but they still get information that they want and they can follow up with them in a way that's you know creative and personal. And when it comes time to have very creative and personal conversations that we can put a person in front of them so that they know that they're being heard and seen and and you're creating that ideal experience for your ideal client. Now you had mentioned when somebody, you know, I love the analogy of of a fish breathing water. And when you find that thing that you do, and then you said you coupled it with, and you solve someone's problem. So do you ever run into folks where their idea is so far-fetched that maybe they do it well, but nobody has that problem and do you have to steer them or do you just say, sure, we'll take it on for you. And then the success of it's up to you. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, my job is to go, that's not going to fly. Yeah. So I, I will tweak somebody's idea. So when you think of kind of the inane ideas in the past, somebody came up with palms, right? Like a little circular chunk of cardboard with pictures on it. And it's a game. Does that really solve anybody's problem? Well, sort of, yeah, it does. It's a fun, it's an interactive game that people that don't have a lot of money can can get into. And people who do have a lot of money will upscale and um, pay for the plastic ones or the, the Marvel ones or whatever the case might be. So it actually does solve a problem, even though on the face value, it doesn't. However, when it comes to things like well, even personal development, people need personal development, but they're not looking for it online. So that's not going to translate online as well as it would have in person. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get the same upscale ability in digital marketing that you could with other systems. So if you just hone in and change that message a little bit, so instead of it being about personal transformations and in, internal strengths, is it about creating confidence? Is it about learning how to speak on stage? Is it about learning how to start a podcast? Is it like you just take that personal development realm, the skill set that you have, and then just a little bit of a shift, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, take that airplane that's heading out towards the Pacific Ocean and hone it in on Hawaii. Yeah. Now you got a plan. So yeah, well, you're taking almost all the same things. You're just doing a little bit of a twist and bam, it lands and it's awesome. And everybody wants to go to Hawaii. Well, yeah, they do. And and I think that, um, I think that what, you know, that the, I guess the subtlety that your company offers is your expertise with so many different types of businesses, you can see how to redirect them to the correct landing strip. So they don't end up landing in the ocean because that gets them nowhere. <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of the whole thing. Um, so, so what, you know, people, I think, confuse the word when they say digital marketing, there's so many definitions and so many things. How would you summarize what is digital marketing in today's age? Cause a lot of people say, yeah, yeah, I know what it is, but then they think it's something different than what you just said it was. So how do you summarize it? Well, and it's one of those words that starts with 
you know, somebody has to come up with something to make it make sense to people that have no idea what they're talking about. Well, it's digital and it's marketing. So right. it's not a flyer. It's not a, you know, a, the telephone book. It's this thing called digital marketing. Now, fast forward 15 years and it's it's the Kleenex of the world. And how do you describe that? Right. So now it's it's this huge umbrella concept that some people will understand some people won't. Once you start getting into the, the world, then it's very, very niche down. Like I can have a conversation with somebody that also does, uh, you know, tech done for you, but they're using different systems or they're, um, they're working with somebody that sells Amazon products, right? We won't we don't do a whole lot of work with people that sell Amazon products because it's a totally different way of following up with your clients and having to do like the whole business model is just completely different as opposed to services and products um, that you have yourself. Yeah. So when we get into it, it's we help people with their email campaigns or affiliate marketing, their um, their shopping cart, their their business management and their data management. And they could that could include sales teams if they have them and being able to automate as many things as possible. So as my dad used to say, if you do it once it's an accident, twice is a mistake, three times it's a habit. So anything that you've done three times in business should be automated so that it becomes easier for you to deliver and it becomes easier for your clients to be able to absorb and take in. That leaves more time for you to be unique and coming up with all your your ideas and having conversations that are um, unique in the moment. Yeah, and I that's mean, it's, where your mojo is. Yeah, it's interesting because when you think about, again, back in the Stone Ages uh, where we started from, you would market directly to people, you know, through, there was no voicemail, so it would be a telephone. You do telemarketing. You would do postal because you could mail something to somebody. And then, wow, out comes the fax machine. So you do fax blasts. Then email comes out. There's an e-blast. Then suddenly the world is smaller and closer because we have now smartphones. And there's so many ways you can communicate with someone. So I think it's really important for anybody who's thinking about having a business or growing their business that they think about getting in touch with your company awareness strategies because it's the evolution of business. It is, and you think about evolution, you either continue or you fall by the wayside like the dinosaur. And the choice is theirs. And your company puts it all under one single roof and, and offers a lot of solutions. So, um, Michelle, I, I love talking with you today. I, I wonder if you could tell our folks if they want to get more information about awareness strategies or get your help and your solutions, what's the best way to contact you or your company? Well, you can go to awarenessstrategies.com and there are free tools that you can use right on the homepage. There's a free website assessment. There's a marketing assessment that you can do figuring out you know, where you're at and if your marketing is ineffective, what little tweaks you can change to make it more effective in the digital platform. And once you've completed any of those that are there, I'm happy to have a discovery call with you and help you to identify how you can get your current team to implement the work or how you can implement the work or whether or not we might be a good fit to work together if I have referrals for you. So to me, I have, in my opinion, I have 100% conversion rate because it's not necessarily me that you might be working with, but I'll know the right person for you uh, to be able to help you on your journey. That's why I encourage everyone to work with you because you do have 100% conversion rate and if you can help me convert 100% of my prospects to to customers, I mean, I'm, I'm a rich man. So I think everybody will be very, very fortunate to work with you and your team. So thanks for spending the time with us today. 
I love it. Thank you for your time, Patrick. So that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed participating in it. Every person, every business needs some help. Take the first step in your own world. Go to the show description, use the link to my calendar, and set up your own one-on-one time with me, or go to pksolutionsgroup.com for all your bonus resources. We all have choices, and I'm here waiting when you finally choose a different way, a better way. Until then, let me leave you with some wisdom from one of my favorite musical groups, Rascal Flats. Simply put, my wish for you is that your life becomes all that you want it to be.